a brand new episode of Queued Up, a weekly television recap series where this season we are recapping the final, fifth and final season of Insecure. I am here always and forever with Miss <laughs> Holly Lewis. Hello, everyone. Happy post-holidays. Yes, and I'm your host, Jade Raven. Again, I forgot to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> This week, we are recapping episode six, titled Tired, okay? Hmm. Okay. Yes. We can all relate to that. (laughs) We really can. Um, Adulting in full full effect. In full effect. This episode was written by Grace Edwards and directed by no other than the most talented, beautiful, funny, Miss Natasha Rothwell, aka yes. Kelly. Yes. Claps for Kelly. Claps, snaps. I, w- <laughs> I wish I had sound effects. Like, I want sound effects so bad. <laughs> I have a friend who podcasts, and they're like, I don't want any sound effects board. I'm like, bitch, what? Listen, when you sometimes it can be overdone, though. Like, I hate when people use sound effects for every little thing. Like, it's corny. No, I agree, so- but I would really like a round of applause type sound effect right now there we go go. it is her directorial debut yes not just for insecure but all in general in general i love that for her me too and i know that you watched the wind down i finally get to see it i do yes and she said that this she felt like this was her natural progression for being on the show for so long Yes. And also, did you think it was interesting how she like speaks? Because I thought that how she spoke on Insecure was how she speaks. But when she was talking on the wind down, she seemed a little more like reserved, button up, like how she was speaking. It was a little bit different. I was like, wow, this is how you actually talk. This is kind of cool. Like a little bit more reserved. Yeah, it was just very like reserved and like it was more proper. She was poised. Very poised. She was very poised. Go ahead, girl. Well, I I guess we don't want her to be a stereotypical, you know. I I, I don't want her to be stereotyped. Like, it's like when people say like, oh, why does Drake talk so white? Like, what the hell? What do you expect him to sound like? Right, right. Very true. You know? Very true. And I learned, and I know that you learned this too, for people who did not watch the wind down, that she was the first writer ever hired for Insecure. Yes, I didn't know that. Neither did I. Mm -hmm. That's why people need to be watching the wind down. (laughs) (laughs) So Holly, for those who are new to the podcast, we always discuss our first impressions of the episode. Holly, what was your first impression of the episode? I loved it. Like I actually loved it. Um, it was it it was funny. And yes. watching the wind down, I like how she said like it was dramatic, but also like funny too. Like it was it Perfect. really was. It was very much that. Yes. Um, because when I tell you in the first five minutes, we're gonna talk about it. I was in tears. I had to rewind it, and I watched it like three times because that had me rolling but like throughout the whole thing there was funny parts but it was also like ooh, like now I feel like there's progress I feel like we're progressing yes it was it was the perfect balance of drama and comedy yes and for me girl I felt like it ended so 
quickly. I feel like right when it was getting started, it ended. And I'm like, wait, what? That was it? (laughs) I agree. I agree. I was like, no, we finally get into the nitty gritty. And then they ended. Yeah, I didn't love that ending because I I wanted like, I just didn't love that. I was like, oh, God, but (laughs) proving my point, baby. Proving my point. We're going to talk about it, but it's fine. Yes, it left us on a cliffhanger. So let's get into it. Scene one. Let's give a (laughs) huge shout out to our girl, Holly Lewis, who called this scene. Sure did. (laughs) In in our last podcast. Sure did. It was a dream sequence, reality versus her imagination, Issa. It le- we open up right where episode five ended, where Issa is wrestling with the thought of turning around and saying something to Lawrence and Condola. Now, I don't know about you, girl, but at first I didn't know, and this was good acting and good directing, I didn't know it was a- her imagination at first. So it took a second. It got to a point where I was like, nah, there is no way. Like once Condola was like, do you want to hold the baby? I was like, nah, absolutely not. Like, this is not a thing that's happening. (laughs) No. I was like, so first of all, I said, why does my first reaction when she was like, wait, and then she approaches them and she says, can we pretend like this isn't weird? Before she even said anything, as Issa's approaching them, Condola looks so guilty. Yeah. I'm like, why? And that's when I'm like, wait a minute. Is Holly, did Holly call this? Because I'm like, (laughs) Condola didn't do technically anything wrong. So why is she looking like she did something terribly wrong? Because, I mean, in real life, Condola wouldn't have done that because it's like, listen, we were dating this right. happens like it's not like I, t- I stole your man we were friends and I stole your man like this is so that could have been a tell very uh-huh. very much so um but for me it was when she was like do you want to hold him like no <laughs> no I don't <laughs> no I don't Bruh. oh my gosh and Twitter went ham on this scene she holds the baby. She looks at both e- Lawrence and Condola. She looks down at the child and she just alley-oops that baby and said, fuck these kids. No, because have you ever seen the, the meme? Like, yes, you, yes, you, yes. So like, yes. as soon as she did that, I knew that she was doing the meme. And that's why I was rolling because she had the perfect form. Like yes. you would have thought she was Lisa Leslie. I, when I tell, bruh, I, and then she drop kicked <laughs> and then it wasn't even I think what really got me is when she was like you want some to Lawrence and like bucked at him and he was like no no <laughs> no that was the most perfect five minutes in the entire freaking series like hilarious hilarious I, I couldn't believe she did that shit in true Issa fashion <laughs> she really threw that baby like she really threw that baby like she was throwing a three-pointer like that's how she threw that baby perfect form she said fuck these kids <laughs> <laughs> somebody on twitter said she must have heard the song what was that song they did in college uh drop that baby off <laughs> oh no nah that was hilarious very perfect. very good natasha Snaps for you, girl. 
and snaps to the writing for writing that little dream sequence like yeah that was excellent yeah so yes we realize that it is all in her imagination and we cut to Issa in her living room and she goes through Lawrence's IG and this is where everything's kind of starts going downhill right there's a picture of Lawrence and the baby on his Instagram and not only do we learn but Issa also learns that Lawrence has moved back to Los Angeles yeah and now it's real yeah and my initial thought was he's been out of sight, out of mind, seeing Lawrence and Condola, especially the way she saw them, because I, I don't know, but I remember saying this in the last episode. They look like perfect co-parenting. Yeah, they look like they were together. It looked cute, but she doesn't know. So like you're seeing it and it looks cute, but she doesn't know like all the issues that they've gone through probably are still going through i'm sure they're not together but all but her seeing that especially not knowing like the background it's like dang like they are together he moved he moved back for her they're just a perfect little family now huh and her insecurities start coming into play now yes yes girl so i don't know about you but i thought this sex scene with nathan and Issa for me was awkward It didn't even look hot or sexy. Like, it's supposed to be a weird moment between them, but, like, I wasn't even turned on by him. Gagging. I'm gagging. I was like, ew, this is weird. Nothing. Nope. But now we're seeing the aftermath of Issa's choice. This Mm -hmm. whole episode is about Issa's choices and the aftermath of her choices. Mm -hmm. Um, Of her telling Nathan that she loves him. Mm -hmm. So she's riding him. And it was not, this whole scene was, was not hot to me, but she's like, do you like it? Sounds like you love it. And he's (laughs) like, yeah. And he's like, and she's like, well, what else do you love? (laughs) And he's like, I like the, I love the way you ride me. And she's like, you don't love nothing else? Like, damn girl. (laughs) But you know, what's so funny. I watching that scene, I literally have had a moment like that before same exact scenario um where maybe you've expressed yourself in a moment of passion and like it wasn't really said back like that Mm -hmm. um so like the next time in that moment of passion you want the person to say it and they saying shit about the sex and not about you and it's like well damn like this is awkward. So I, I, I felt her hundred percent in that moment. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't, I'm not a sex talker. Like I don't really talk like that's my, I think that's one of my downfalls. I don't really no, talk that much. I'm not either. Sex. I'm not either. I don't, I don't like it. And I'm very awkward because all I can think about is the typical thing to say. Right. And it sounds really forced when I say it. So if I'm, dealing with somebody and they're like oh like tell me something i'm like uh uh like whose dick is this (laughs) right right i'm like and it just sounds like now i feel awkward because like that don't sound natural coming out my mouth like it's just i don't like this what what you you tell me what what do you want i'd rather than just tell me what you want me to say because it's just not in my it's just not in my ministry same girl same Mm -hmm. i hate having to say it if it's not 
what I actually want to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who's like that's just not me. Like, what the fuck are you saying? No. Yeah, it sounds I, so weird. And now I gotta pretend when you say, Well, whose pussy is this? I'm like, yours. And I'm just like, ew, this is so gross. It's it's disgusting. Like now we're in a porno and I hate myself. Like, no. Exactly. No. Oh my god. So they're cuddling, right? And my feelings on this scene, right? is I feel like now she's searching for stability within Nathan after she saw Lawrence at the hospital with Condola because now she's searching for him to say that he loves her. Yeah. And then when she learned that he moved back, Nathan clearly hasn't said I loved you back to her. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now that she's searching for commitment within this relationship with him because now she's feeling insecure about her relationship with Nathan after mm-hmm. seeing Lawrence and Condola. Mm-hmm. So she's she she's I feel like she doesn't feel settled and secure in this relationship right now. It's, I mean, it, it it brought everything to the forefront because she if she didn't see Lawrence and Condola, she probably would have just like been OK for letting it rock. But now yeah. it's just like, well, now I have to have a boyfriend and I have to like it has to be great. Like I have to make sure I made the right choice. Correct. Which you're right is the theme of it um, because I made the choice to not be with this person. Um, and so now I need to make sure I made the right choice with choosing this other person. Yep, girl, which I think, well, we could get into this later, but we'll talk about it later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we're in the hospital. We're not in the hospital anymore. Oh, yes. No, we're at the barber shop now. And Nathan's cutting some guy's hair and Suge is late. Mm-hmm. apparently he has a history of being late the other barbers are complaining about how he stole the food from the fridge <laughs> um so the guy okay so i don't know anything about barbershop culture i don't know shit i have two brothers you think i would know what i do know from having two brothers is is that most barbers do not know how to keep their appointments on time yes so like my brother would have an appointment at 12 he gets there and he still got two people ahead of him and then yeah. he's not getting his haircut to like one thirty. So like, yeah. which uh, that would annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. So like, I feel the customer where he was like, bro, I was supposed to be done 45 minutes ago. I'm supposed to be done now. And then, you know, Nathan takes the initiative, but you know what? I'll cut your hair. And all the barbers look at him like, but that's honestly, like you don't do that. Like, Nathan should know. I understand they want to keep the business up and all stuff like that, but you never, ever, you don't go to another barber. Like that's cheating. Let's like, I, we don't go to another nail person. Girl, that'd be like my, say. right. That'd be like, oh, Sandy's late. And I go to her, her person, Lily, and Lily starts doing my nails. Like Sandy would be like, girl, what are you doing? Like, you just don't go to another person. You don't go to another barber. I don't go to another nail person. That's not what you do. So Nathan should have just let them complain and let Suge take the heat for when he actually comes and the customers are ready. Right. I just felt like they, I felt bad for him. Cause I, th- I don't think, I mean, as a barber, you should know that, but I think again, maybe he really was just trying to be like, damn, yo, maybe, you know, he has a tendency of being late, but the thing is, if that's your barber, then you know, he's late all the time. Exactly. Like, that's his MO. Exactly. It's not a surprise. This is not new. Right. So. They just, they complain to complain. And 
I think that Nathan probably was annoyed with him too because he was complaining about him and the other girl was complaining. But you do not cut somebody else's hair unless you want, like, it's like he's trying to, because if you're cutting somebody else's hair, it makes it seem like he's trying to take that customer, like now. From you, correct. Yeah, like now that customer, what if he likes how he did his haircut now and now he wants to come to him more? So like, that's where it kind of boils down to. So like, I understand why it's like, that's a no, no, you don't do that. Mm -mm. Damn. Can I, can I tell you something though? Tell me why I thought that was little Romeo. Who? The, the dude that Molly was trying to hook up with at the beach. He had the backwards hat on and I said, wait a minute, little Romeo's in this. And then I looked again. I said, oh shit, that's not little Romeo. I'm weak. He, he does he, kind of favor him a little bit. Yeah, I said, oh, shit. But now nah, it wasn't him. I'm weak. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we're back at the hospital, and Eason is holding it down for Molly and her family. She's bringing them food while Molly, we learned, is at a work retreat. Mm-hmm. And Molly, like, I, I probably would feel the same. Molly's feeling guilty for not being there for her family. And not being there for her mother, God forbid something were to happen, either good or bad, she's not there. So she feels guilty. Right. Uh, We learned that the mother has still not woken up yet, but she is stable, which is kind of good news. Right. And then Issa's flirting with her brother, Curtis. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. And then I don't know if I think Molly, I don't know if Molly was being on like truthful or she was just trying to keep Issa from trying to sleep with her brother saying that you know he got herpes bye I think that she she was like wait he really got herpes (laughs) all right so after the hospital we cut to Issa in the street with Koya and they see that their event that they did with uh, Crenshaw is in Mm -hmm. the LA magazine and Issa is on the come up she's feeling good and she is on her way to the pitch her event to a new set of clients. Young black kids with their own clothing line. Yes. And she's on the roll with her pitch. They're like excited. But then one of the kids go, where have I heard the block from? Right. And then we see the repercussions of the fallout between Crenshaw and her from the museum event and on Twitter. And they said, this is not going to be the right fit. And, you know, we'll... We'll call you. Right. <laughs> so instantly she's like, oh no, we have to fix this because now it's affecting her future clients, mm-hmm. the, the reputation of what Crenshaw has been saying about her on Twitter. So then we cut to the retreat and I've never been on a work retreat before. I know I've been, I've hung out with my coworkers outside of work before, not my right. current ones, but my old ones. But right. I've never been to a, a retreat. So Molly is currently on a retreat with her law firm. Yes. I, Molly, BJ's cute, girl. BJ is cute. I think the issue is that he's young, but he is cute. He's goofy. He's goofy. He's young. He's like, like, um, like, a like fresh eyes. Like he's just like a doe eye. Like he's just, he's just young. He gives young, you know? But they say he wet on the ears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but he's very cute. So Molly is still is slightly distracted on her phone because she's checking in with her brother, Curtis, and they start talking about first impressions. Mm-hmm. And Molly realizes that they weren't really fucking with her when she first got there. Mm-hmm. Molly was bougie as hell. 
she was because she was trying to oh like we should do it like this and I'm like okay well we do it like this like relax I remember I remember a new Molly yes I mean if we remember she came from an all-white firm yep and now she her desire was to be with the all-black firm yeah. So they do things a little bit different, obviously. <laughs> they do things a little bit differently. And also they're probably not as well funded as that white firm Correct. that probably had all of this money and things like that. So you got to just take a, take a beat, take a second, you know? Yeah. Yes. And so they're trying to, so the partners are kind of bringing in the new people, Molly and BJ, and they have shots, they have drinks. And then Molly wakes up in the bed with a clear hangover. Like, what in the hell happened? In yesterday's clothes. In yesterday's clothes. (laughs) She has Skittles in her bed. She looks like she had an empty travel-sized bottle of, like, Jack or something like that or Hennessy. And then she sees a man's watch in her bed. Right. And she's like, what in the fuck happened? So she don't know whose watch it is. No. And she is like, like terrified. She's like, oh no. Like, especially on a work retreat, like you're gonna get that drunk with some co-workers. Right. So she makes her way downstairs to the uh, to the she makes her way downstairs to the restaurants, to the hotel's restaurants. She wants something sweet. She's in sweats and she sees her co-workers saying, Hey, party girl. <laughs> and she kind of brings up that she found a watch in the hallway very far from her room nowhere near her room (laughs) no and we find out that editorians did were you the one that said that you felt like you saw them putting her with torian did i say that maybe only because there's there the relationship between them seemed to have softened up a bit. Right. I I thought that that was interesting when I was watching it. So I was like, I remember having this, and it had to have been with you, but I was like, I remember having this conversation where they kind of feel like they might put her with Torian just because it makes sense in a way. Um, and it would be a good progression of a relationship, kind of. So, and the- cha- Right. He challenges her. She's looking for somebody on her, the same quote unquote level. Exactly. I was going to say they're on the same level. So like, it kind of makes sense to me. It's not like he's like, you you don't know. She, she wants somebody who's college educated. We know he's college educated. We know that he has, you know, he went to law school, all those things like that. So like, he does kind of check all the boxes. Yeah. And sometimes you find you find attraction in people that you have common, you know, commonalities with. Yeah. So, you know, she kind of says, did we, and he goes, Oh no. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, but like the fact that she asked him that in front of everybody, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, well, how did I get this watch? And then her, um, her senior partner show her a video of her letting loose twerking talking about molly time (laughs) good for molly she really needed that she did she needed to let loose yes and like i mean i don't i have i i've gotten see this is how you know 
you are well she doesn't really know because we kind of learned that like her and her senior partners they don't really know each other on a personal level it's strictly work and strictly business yes so this is a retreat to kind of you know work and pleasure to try to get like a team building experience that they're doing mm-hmm. um and i feel like molly should feel like she's in good hands like she couldn't be doing this with her white counterparts if she was at that firm there's no, no way no not at all hell no and then i think she should feel relieved that she's kind of like in good hands like they weren't judging her about being drunk and twerking they were kind of like just making fun and teasing her a bit and that you know they took a video but it wasn't like a salacious video they're like girl right. you don't remember let me show you what happened you know right. they were very cool about it yeah that's good i i want i want to have a relationship like that i miss i low-key miss working in my old department because we kind of had that kind of family atmosphere mm-hmm. where it's very business this one and i'm the yeah. youngest person and like girl yeah that was me at my old job so i completely understand yeah so molly finally let loose so we cut to um the scene where Issa shows up at crenshaw's factory with olive brownies <laughs> and no one is feeling her presence when she arrives at all they're not even like humoring her nope not even and she goes to crenshaw to kind of clear the air again this is somebody else putting Issa's choices in her face right Yep. So he goes, let me show, let me tell you from my perspective, you were more concerned about chasing the bag than my art. Mm -hmm. Do you agree, Holly? Um, yes and no, only because it's like, what do you, what is the goal here? Like, what, what is it that you want? I understand being for the community. I understand staying true to yourself. But at what point do you say, you know what, this is a really good opportunity? Because it'd be different if the this brand came out as racist or like aligned themselves with like some type of evil corporation. Yeah. And she still was like, no, I'm, I'm going to like still partner with this brand. That I get. I completely mean like you're a sellout for that. Like I get that. But the brands didn't see the vision he still went ahead and did the vision and it still went off su- successfully. I don't really see what the, his issue is. It's not like he's, she stunted what he tried to do because right. he still did it. It still went through. It, it still worked out. He still got public publicity. What is the problem? I think he's upset because she didn't fight for the original vision and that she compromised with the nothing but water people, the sponsors, and then try to negotiate with him. Okay, they're willing to do the event. They take technically they're taking a risk on him, right? Right. They took this risk on you. This is an opportunity. And she said it to them. This is an opportunity for the both of us. Right. So in order for this opportunity to work for the both of us, there's gonna have to be some compromise. So he's upset that because you know we talked about this and you was in the, I felt like you was in the trenches with me and then now you got sponsored by these white people and now you're trying to tell me that I need to compromise my vision but it's no, like we, it, but he did what he wanted to do anyways so like I why are we doing the shoulda coulda woulda you I suggested yes we're taking a, a risk on you but like you still did what you did anyways and it still worked out look at that so 
So what the fuck is the problem? Exactly. What is the issue? What are we talking about? But I will say he did look fine in this episode to me. I don't know if he, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but he did look a lot. I was like, oh, hi, Crenshaw. How are you? You know, girl, I mean, he, I mean, his arms were looking real nice in that vest. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like he expected Issa to be down all the way down. But you have to understand when people are putting money into you, their money now, like, I don't think people understand that. And I don't think he's at that level yet where he understands that when you have people putting, it could be white, black, it don't matter. When people put money into you, when they sponsor you, it's a give or take. Like I'm putting money into you. So I'm, I'm allowing you to do what you have want to do, but you also have to meet me halfway with my vision as well. Like we have to both be on the same page with this. Right. And I just don't think he understands at this point that like, I think he wants to be like for Issa, oh, they don't fuck with my brand. Like the way that I, that my vision, the way that I wanted that you need to tell them we're no longer doing this. Right. And she would have still been where she is if she didn't, if she didn't decide to compromise, like y'all would have both been in this factory together. Right. And, and then what, like, I understand he's thinking like, you know, another opportunity would have come that would have understood my vision. Maybe, Maybe. like we're, but like the way Issa has been grinding there, I don't think it's fair for her to take that chance. And I still think it worked out. Like, I don't see what the issue is if it still worked out at the end of the day. He still got to do what he got to do. She still got her her sponsorship. Like, what 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 is the issue? Why are you dragging my Why are you dragging my name? Like, come on. I agree. I just think he's not seeing the bigger picture here. He's ignorant. I, I to me, he's just ignorant, and that's really what it is. I don't think, like you said, I don't think he understands the big picture. You only see the small picture because you're ignorant. Um, but that's usually how it is um, when people are coming from the community. They don't yeah. really, they don't really see that. They just think like, I'm for the people, I'm, I'm the people, I'm for the people, all this stuff like that. But in order to get your message across to the masses, there are certain things that you might have to compromise on before you can get to a certain spot. Right. Exactly. And for Crenshaw, it's going to have to be a learning experience. For Issa, it's going to have to be a learning experience. I know she wants to build the community. She may have to like start looking elsewhere to help yeah. build. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she might have to look at other people at this point because I don't think her community and it made, and it's not even her community's it, her, their fault. The reason why her community, she's trying to upbuild her community, uplift the community is because they don't have these kind of resources. They might not know this kind of information. They might. So like there, he's a product of his environment. Exactly. That's why it's, that's why it's ignorance is that that is really what the definition of ignorant is. It's just, you don't have the knowledge. Um, and you're also not willing to receive the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that is what ignorance is. So he just, you know, uh, that's very interesting how this is going to play out because he's not budging. Nope. And I don't want Issa to think that she's doing anything like she regrets this decision because I don't think that she did. I don't think that she made the wrong decision. Correct. I mean, she did. She should. So what I found very interesting, because he said, this is the first time you and I have even spoken. 
Mm. So I'm a little bit upset with her, but she's been distracted with Nathan and then Molly's whole situation that once that Twitter beef started going on and then he aired out her DM, mm-hmm. she should have been on damage control from then on. Yeah. And like this shouldn't have been the first time of them speaking. Right. A conversation should have been had previously. And all he said, all I needed for, for you was to apologize. Instead, you just sent me that bullshit DM. But like, what should she I mean? She apologized that she handled the situation wrong. But again, she said, well, we both got an opportunity. And like, what? Like, I don't know. I don't see the, I don't see what his, his issue is, but. Yeah. Very and, interesting. Yes. So he goes, then you need to stand by your choices. Mm. And that's a, and then he showed her a shirt with his inspiration that says integrity. Yep. But I don't like the fact that she says she doesn't have any integrity. She's still trying to do shit for the community, but like. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, she didn't sell out. That wasn't a sell out moment. She was trying to find, she was trying to appease the white man. I completely understand his stance on that. That's very Mm -hmm. annoying. But at the end of the day, you still did what you had to do and it got you a better base so like what is the problem like he doesn't understand that he could have put her job at risk that too she could have lost her sponsorship because of this that too but you know what what, we'll see we will see we will see so we're gonna cut back to the barbershop and what is the guy's name that molly was trying to hook up with doesn't start with a d or some shit like that he was an arc arc Thank you. It was Ark. Okay. I thought D, whatever. <laughs> Ark was collecting the rent. They're still talking about Suge, about how he's late. Suge finally shows up. That guy looked familiar as hell. And I don't remember where I've seen him from before. But he's been in other him. things. Yeah. Um, I'll find out. So he finally shows up and he goes, nah, I'm good. Nathan has my half of the rent. And mm-hmm. he's like, what? And then this is when, like you said, Holly, Shook calls out Nathan for stealing his clients. Yes. And everybody seems to be having a complaint about him. Shook, right? Yes. You're always late. You don't help with the upkeep. You're not doing your part. So now he's getting like, oh, now everybody's attacking me now. Like ever since Nathan started, y'all attacking me. I'm the one out here bringing all these celebrity clients. And now you guys are attacking me. Right. Um. But like, honestly, if I was his coworker, I'd be pissed off too. Like, bro, you're always late. I got to clean up your stuff. You're always eating my food. Like, I don't care how much money you bring into the shop. That doesn't give you the entitlement or the audacity to just run around how you want. Like, we're a team. Right. So I like them. I would be annoyed. But he, right. of course, is very self-centered. I bring in James Harden and all these celebrity clients. You know, you guys are eating because of me. I don't even know who shop it is. But, yeah, I, I thought that it was Nathan's shop, but hey. I guess not. <laughs> yes. So he says, Nathan goes, shut your whining ass up. Mm. And she goes, what the hell did you say to me? Mm. I didn't like this at all. He called him crazy mm-hmm. and then threw his bipolar in his face. Mm-hmm. I bet you. Thank you. He said, don't be worrying about me and worry about your own bipolar ass. Mm. And like the fact that nobody really stood up for him mm. and let him say that shit to him. Like that's so fucked up. Like they didn't even like be like, yo, bro, that's not cool. Like, yeah, nothing. like that's uncalled for. Nothing. Nope. 
So I so I understand his stance, and we'll get into that later. Of him being like, they didn't even got my back. Is drunk. Like I get it. So let's cut back to Molly at the retreat, and she is in the middle of a present important presentation with Torian, but she is distracted by the text messages of her text messages from her brother Curtis that she can't even concentrate on the presentation. Right. And Torian is, you know, kind of carrying Molly throughout this. He is. And he wasn't like shady about it, which I liked. Right. See, he started to soften up a little bit. He He saw a different light of Molly while she was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So Torian and Molly are having a one-on-one. They're having drinks. And and you know what's so funny? The whole time she's on her phone, I'm like, why didn't she just tell them what the hell's going on? Like that too. That is where I was like, mm, girl, we could have at this point expressed it because you missed a lot of time at work and you kept having to like give excuses. Like it, we could have said something. Yeah. But I guess for the sake of the story and the show, she waited till this moment to reveal to Torian that her mother had a stroke and she was currently in the hospital. Yes. And that Torian is like taken aback because he's like, oh my God, you've been going through this this entire time. Right. And she's kind of just like, you know, it's my fault for trying to do everything. And he completely uh, empathizes with her and was like, listen, last year, my brother was going through cancer treatments and I was a wreck. So he completely understands. Mm -hmm. And this quote was going around Twitter and on Instagram all day today where he said, Work cannot matter more than real life. And that is so true. Mm-hmm. We are working ourselves through the bone. We are having burnout more than ever. The work-life balance has to come in somewhere. And work can't matter more than real life. Sometimes if you got to take a break, and not everybody has the fortitude to do that. Nobody has the means or the money to do that. So I get it. But it really put things into perspective as adults. Like you and I were talking adulting, we're tired. Like work cannot matter more than real life. Mm-hmm. You need you need that balance. You do, and they're they are really having a human moment. She finally sees him not just as a coworker, not just as her colleague. Um, they have a very human connection right now. Right, maybe maybe even as a friend. Like maybe she sees him as a friend now. Right, and the thing is, I kind of understand this because I work in an environment where like they tell you. You leave, once you walk through that front door, you leave everything that's bothering you, everything outside of here, out the door. Yeah. And then you are focused on work. And that can be very hard. So for that, I understand what they were going through. Like, you like, and let's talk like Virgil, rest in peace Virgil, right? That poor guy is was working and he had freaking heart cancer. Nobody knew. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's just, I just always think it's interesting when people are, when somebody passes is when everybody's putting up like, what a visionary, like what an amazing person. Like not too long ago, everybody was telling him, everybody was saying how his designs, like he's losing it and his designs, he needs to hang it up. Really? Uh, I didn't know that. What? People, I know people were coming at him because all his employees were white. Yeah, but like for a little bit, like he came out with some design and people were like, nah, bro, this ain't it. Like, what are you on type of thing? And 
that whole thing when they were like instead of like keep it a 50 they were saying like keep it a virgil oh i remember um, it, like because it's something so like people, with donation like they were asking for a donation or something like that yeah like so many people went that's why i didn't post anything because it's just so many people were going in on him and then when he it's the same thing with um uh chadwick boseman when they saw how skinny he was and then they yeah. were going in on him and now all of a sudden it's just like oh my god we didn't know he was sick like I just people are interesting people are very interesting yeah I mean I posted because I was like literally shocked like holy yeah. shit he died yeah and no I, I was like what yes and I was like be kind with your words because like honestly you just really never know you don't I mean I, I mean somebody goes you guys are saying be kind with your words and then tomorrow you're gonna be talking shit about somebody else true <laughs> but you know <laughs> just be more mindful of be more mindful say. Be That's more it. mindful. That's it. I agree. Yes. And Molly, bring it back to like Molly. She goes, oh, so you were going through all that and you were still an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> so cute. A little flirty, flirtiness. Yeah. And then, you know, I thought it was really funny when she felt she had the need to explain who Flavor Flav was. And he goes, no, I know. And that's what I liked in the wind down. I mean, <laughs> we're going to get to that later, but he the way that he delivered things was hilarious because just like how she said it when she was like yeah play or play the rapper he's like yeah yeah I know I know who that is like the way that he said it I was like oh you're funny I like you see he got a little humor for the girl Molly uh-huh uh-huh all right so now this is another funny scene that the internet was going ham for this scene Issa is picking up food <laughs> <laughs> and she just happens to see condola behind her behind her and she gasps this shit was funny to me she goes <laughs> why the fuck is she's hungry when i'm hungry <laughs> oh my gosh i another that was another thing i had to rewind a couple times because that had me weak he's so funny she's, and, and, but like her delivery yes <laughs> why the fuck is she hungry when i'm hungry <laughs> like, what <laughs> And she did it in a gasp. Like she, yes. she inhaled and exhaled that entire line. And that was hilarious. Oh my God. It could, and this is how I knew it was a dream sequence because the overacting that Condola was doing yes. was hilarious. She goes, wow, it looks like we have the same taste. <laughs> and this is how I knew immediately. I'm like, okay, Issa's imagining again. And she goes, I want to thank you for giving up. <laughs> for handing Lawrence back to me on a silver platter. Thank you for that choice that you made. Uh-uh. And I'm like, damn. But uh-uh. this is, again, all of Issa's insecurities. Yeah. About the choices that she's made thus far. Yeah. Which I'm like, I mean, Condola's not wrong, Miss Miss Mama's. Condola is not wrong. You did kind of, here you go. But I do don't you, want her no more. But like, okay. I'm going to finish her monologue because it was hilarious. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about it. So then she goes, we're doing great. He moved back here for me. And then Condola smugly flashes an engagement ring. And she's like, no, this is not the male ring that he got you. Mine is much better. <coughs> the mall like, ring. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then Lawrence, he has a new job. He's making a billion dollars a month. <laughs> A month. <laughs> she's like, she like whispers. She's she's making a billion dollars a month. Like, <laughs> what? 
And she's like, you know that long stroke that you like? And he's just like, yeah, the long stroke. His <laughs> dick grew two inches. <laughs> I was like, damn. Oh. And then Condola drop kicks Issa into the trash <laughs> and giggles, own your choices. Yeah. So let's break this scene down. Do you feel like she gave up on Lawrence? Because I felt like she made the best choice for her in that moment. No, no, no. In, in retrospect, especially seeing what Lawrence and Condola went through within the first couple months or year of that baby's life how how old that baby is yeah um I think that she made the best choice because she didn't need to be in that mess like adding a relationship and Issa into that would have been terrible it would have been like 10 times worse it probably would have made them end on a on a bad note like I feel like the way that they ended it, it, it gives it room to come back in a healthy way. Whereas if she stayed, stuck it through, he's going through that. They probably would have ended it bad. There would have been no coming back from that. Um, so I don't think that, but do I feel like it does give it opportunity for, for him to, in a perfect world to try to make it work with his, his his child's mother? Yeah. So I do kind of feel like she kind of gave, gave him on a silver platter um because now he's free and he's open and why wouldn't he try with his child's mother true but I also feel like it's not like she made this decision quickly you can tell from the first episode because let's think about it they had been together still after she found out that he was having a baby with condola so it's not like she found out and she's like no I can't do this she's it's settled with her yes and after it's settled and she came back from Stanford that's when she made the decision. So yes. it's not like it was a hasty decision. It's something that I think she settled with and she made the decision based on what she was feeling at that moment. And after thinking about it and after it, she was like, nah, I can't do this. Yeah. But I guess in her mind, she's like, I gave him up. I gave up. Like I didn't fight for this. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying she's wrong with her decision. Um, but I do, I can see her being like, I did kind of, not that I gave up. I don't think that she gave up. It's but like I, I handed him to yes. Condola. Yes. I don't think she gave up, but she definitely was like, here, y'all, y'all can make it work now. Y'all good. Yeah. Um, stand by your choices, man. I mean, I think we all have issues with some choices that we make and we're like, damn it. You all know what time. I mean? All the time. It's Girl, hard. I'm one of those people. And this is what I say. <laughs> to myself and to people that are listening to anybody do not make choices when you're emotional. Yes. That's my biggest advice. Cause I've made some choices when I'm emotional and then like these fucked up ass couches, I hate them, but <laughs> <laughs> I made some choices being emotional and you're not thinking logically. Right. So I'm just saying, and then she feels like the, the choices that she's making are bad because the outcome hasn't turned out positive yet. Yet. Mm-hmm. And I want to mm-hmm. say yet because I believe it's all going to work out in the end. Mm-hmm. But like any journey in life, we all comes with bumps and it, it comes with bumps in the road. And right now she's a bit of a bump. She's in a hump right now. Mm-hmm. And she's going to have to learn how to navigate this, especially when it comes to her business it was just a learning experience. This is her first time with a, with a sponsor. You know what I'm saying? It was her first time, you know, something big. And 
it wasn't handled it correctly. And she should have told Koya to handle it. She should have had a conversation with Koya too, because the way Koya was not doing her greatest either. Yeah. They didn't they didn't do a good job with that because it could have it could have the fire could have been put out a long time ago. It didn't have to keep going. There's no reason that Crenshaw should still be talking the streets. Like they could have came to an agreement at this point, but East is also awkward, you know? Yeah, and she clearly has a lot going on. Yeah. Finally, we're coming to the end of this episode, and Molly is unwinding in her room when her brother Curtis FaceTimes her with some good news. The mom is awake. Mm-hmm. And she waved. Mm-hmm. So that's a good sign. There is movement. So it looks, well, again, we don't know exactly where the stroke happened in the body. So she could still be. And she still wasn't talking. Correct. But she was at yeah. least alert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, she was moving. So that's good progress. That's good. And as that happened, she's thanking God there's a knock on the door and it's Torian with a swag bag from an event that Molly skipped. And she, as soon as she opens up the door, she like kind of throws herself at him and hugs him. But it was like, it was a gen, it was a genuine hug of like, oh my God, like my mom is good. Like I, like, and she just divulged this information to him. So he's the only one that knows. It felt like a sigh of relief. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, when you like hug somebody, you kind of can just like exhale. Like, yes, it felt like she kind of just like exhaled and was like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm so happy. Like, ugh, I love that for her. Yeah, and the hug lasted a little bit longer than it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Especially when she said that my mom woke up and he embraced her a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit, not too much, but just enough to like, it was a genuine, like, I'm happy for you. Yes, yes, yes. And there's the spark. <laughs> the spark happened, girl. I felt it. And then the awkward small talk about mugs started happening. And that is when they said in the wind down, that's why I was like, this is because that's what I thought was so funny. Just how he said, my mom loves mugs. Like (laughs) he said, my mom had a mug. Like, (laughs) like what? That to me was just so cute because the way that they explained it in the wind down was Natasha directed him to just kind of keep it a little awkward but like keep it going where you you know how you are when you you talk to a girl like you're a little kid you're talking to a girl that you have a crush on and you don't want the conversation to end so you just keep the conversation going with random things and that was what that was what he came up with off the fly and I love that that was so cute my mom had a mug (laughs) and his face like his whole face is just like my mom had a mug like just happy happy. oh my god I hope I hope this is the one for her. I hope I this is the one. I do. So we get to the final scene. This is a pivotal scene. Yes, it is. <laughs> Issa is back at Nathan's place and they are unpacking their day while they are unpacking their food and they are talking about work drama. And at first it's like empty small talk between Issa and Nathan. They talk about that stupid coyote. <laughs> and she finally goes, how are you doing? Now, I gagged, gagged when he said this. So he goes, um, he's done with the barbershop, right? Mm-hmm. After the drama that went down at work, he doesn't think he's going to, that it's worth sticking around for. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> because my instant thought went to Issa, like, wait a minute. Y'all just got together. Like, what are you even talking about? Let me sit up. Let me sit up for this one. 
And then he said, maybe me and LA are just not the right fit. And I was like, oh! I'm weak. <laughs> and her face was like, wait, what? I don't blame Issa for this. Mm-hmm. So finally, she goes, okay, so that's what it is. And he's like, what are you talking about, right? She goes, I told you that I loved you. And we didn't even discuss it. You were not even going to acknowledge it. And to even stick a pin, as Jamaicans would say, it's not like they're having this conversation face to face. Like he's still making his way with his food, with his wine Get it. to the living room. Get like it. To, me that, to me, that is so disrespectful because like you can't even just sit, like just stand and just have this conversation. He's still making his way to the living room, sitting down on the couch. Yes. And she's just like, what is even going on? Like, what are we doing? Me and you are right here because I wrote that all in my notes, girl. See, that's what I'm saying. That's he, rude. He's being dismissive. Like, he sucks his teeth and has the nerve to say, are you serious right now? Yeah. You're always calling me out on something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, oh, my God. So she goes, that's because so she follows him to the living room. Follows him. And says, that's because you're always avoiding something. Mm-hmm. She goes, you might leave L.A. and I'm not supposed to have a reaction to that. Right. And I agree with that. Like, you just dropped a bomb on me, whether it was concrete or not. Like, what? Right. And then this is where he goes. So now this is all about you. And this is not the first time I've seen on Twitter people being upset with Issa saying that, damn, not everything is about you. Which is fair because he didn't even get to unpack his work drama. And then all like it did come at the wrong time. She like kind of, it was like, ah, like I feel frustrated. It's it's just coming out like word vomit. She didn't give it no time. Like he said he had a rough day at work. She had a rough day. There was no follow-up of like, oh, what went on with your day? It was like, wow, you don't love me. And it's like, wait, (laughs) can I unpack my day? Like I understand him still sitting down and he wants to eat his food and kind of relax, but it was going to happen. It was inevitable. The conversation was going to happen regardless because he was avoiding the conversation apparently. Yeah. And, and just remember, she was literally just at the food stop, the food place playing this imaginary thing in her head. So she's already feeling insecure already. Yeah. About her day with the choice that she made with Crenshaw he hasn't said, I love you. Am I even with the right person right now? Like what is happening? Right. right. So she goes to him. No. What did he say? Oh, he goes, you didn't even ask. So to your point, he goes, you didn't even ask me what I'm going through. Right. Which is true. She kind of just jumped into me, 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 me. Yep. I get it. And he, and she goes to him, I've made a choice. to." So again, she used the word choice. Because now she's trying to be accountable for her choices. This is her trying to be accountable for her choices, right? She goes, I made a choice to commit to this. And it feels like you're not. And he's like, this is dumb. I hate when guys say this. But he goes, you know how I feel about you. Well, maybe I don't because it doesn't seem like you express it that much. That's a cop out. Let me tell you this right now. I hate when guys say that. Well, you know how I feel about you. Well, no. It happens to me. I need you to communicate that happened to me rather recently and listen not on my watch okay not feeling it 
Like, say that. Say how you actually feel. Because obviously, obviously, it's something that we as women need and want. Yes. Regardless of you thinking that you, we know how you feel and all stuff like that. Why don't you say it? Maybe express it. Let us know. Make us feel good. We're not asked for much. That's a free gift. Thank you so much. Like, Agreed. Verbalize it. She needs reassurance right now. She does. Not giving her any of that, especially with the way he's acting. Then he goes, then she goes, then why are you being so defensive? So now she's like on the attack now. Now she's like, well, obviously you don't feel the same because you're being all defensive about it. Right. So then he goes, now, you know how guys like to flip shit? I wasn't sure if this is him flipping shit, but there was a part of me that did agree with him. He goes, how are you going to tell me I'm not committed when you're the one who's all, and he paused. He said, inconsistent. Dun, dun, dun. And this is what he was alluding to last episode where his, when he, when she was describing her mother being all over the place. Yes. So he's just confused by this statement and he goes, I mean, you're crying my mouth one minute. Then you tell me that you want me the next. Then you tell me you want to take things slow. And now you're telling me that you love me. What do you want from me? You're all over the place. I'm going to say this. I was going to say that two things. One, I'm going to say is that he, as much as everybody on Twitter is like, oh, she didn't even give him a chance. Issa's making it about him. He is also indirectly making it about him. He's taking his frustrations out on from his day on her because mm-hmm. when Suge went at, went at him and was like, you're crazy or bipolar, he didn't respond to Suge. He just walked away. So everything that he probably wants to say to Suge and everybody else and in that barbershop, he's now taking out on Issa. And I don't think that that's fair. Right. That's first. Second, she, it takes two to tango, right? So like, yes, she might be saying all those things and it might be a little confusing, but were you not right there along with her doing the same damn shit? Like at, at, at any point, did you say, Let's let's take a pause. Maybe let's keep doing keeping it slow. Like everything that she was doing, you were doing too. Right. And remember, she didn't introduce him to as her mother boyfriend. as the boyfriend. He claimed boyfriend first. Exactly. So how why are we making it seem like Issa's just going around acting crazy and doing this by herself? you are also doing the same things that she is doing. So if she's inconsistent, you're inconsistent too. Y'all consistently inconsistent together. How about I think, that? I think in his mind, he's going with her flow. So he's kind of just doing whatever she wants to do. But like, if he felt like at some point, this was not the way that he wanted to go, he should have just spoke up. Exactly. That's exactly what, that's ex- like, that's what I was saying last week with the whole boyfriend thing. If you were not, she, y'all had the, a very clear conversation about keeping it slow. Right. And the next thing that you do is introduce yourself. You introduce yourself as her, as her boyfriend, like no matter how weird you would have thought that would have been at the time, if that's not what you wanted to do, don't do it. Cause now it doesn't look, now you don't look, have a backbone. If you're just going with the flow of Issa, where's your backbone? Where's your say on how you want this to go? Right. 
even when she said, I love you, you didn't like do, you didn't say anything about that. Now, not saying anything is saying a lot, but also you, it still felt like some type of reassurance because like we said, he pulled her in, gave her a kiss. It was still nice and sweet. So we can't act like Issa is the person that is making things confusing. Like you are equally making things confusing. You didn't even question any of these things. You didn't question Mm -hmm. any of these choices. You went along with it. So you're just as bad to me as Issa is, in my opinion. I think, and I could just be saying something crazy. No pun intended. (laughs) But his bipolar does make, give him, is, makes him, have, how do I say this without saying it poorly? He has inconsistencies due to his bipolar, right? Yes. So maybe this thing with Issa kind of makes him a little bit, makes him feel some like some security with her. Like this is something, because when you're bipolar, it's, 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 how do I explain this? You you have manic highs, manic lows. Yes, yes. So like this is something and his mood can be unsteady. Yes. Isa is something steady. Though she's inconsistent, this is something steady. And he's so used to running away from things. Like as soon as that barbership with barbershop went down, he's like, nah, I'm out. So he's right. used to running when things are getting hard or right. things are, you know what I'm saying? Right. In his mind, he's committed to Issa based off the fact that he's staying with her through all this craziness that she's doing. Right. That's Um, him being committed. Because he's like, I could have been out. And I agree um, with that. I I can see that. Um, I just think that I don't think that it's... I think he's taking out his frustrations on her. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it's fair to make her seem like like I, that whole interaction just made me feel like wow like you really ain't shit Nathan like you showed us that you weren't shit when you decided to just disappear we gave you a little out because okay you were going through something you were going through an episode you're trying to figure yourself out right. but just the way that he just dealt with all of that especially now being y'all are not people who are just y'all just met each other and y'all don't know each other y'all have known each other for a while now yep um this is about the third time that he showed that he doesn't know how to actually be a good friend or a good person to Issa he doesn't know how to communicate we know that Mm -hmm. but like this is showing me that I just I don't I didn't like that like I was watching I was like wow I do not like this like he uh, I didn't like this I and that's and that's why I didn't like how they ended it either because there was no there was no resolution there was no resolution and it was kind of just like okay let like she said okay let's just drop it and he's like okay fine and then they just sat on the couch like that feels almost abusive like you you don't just say something like that hurt somebody's feelings and then be like okay fine we just won't talk about anymore like I don't like that I did not like that I think well, he was been he. Well, he said this is dumb. So whatever the I didn't like that she said he said this was dumb because then again that's dismissing her feelings. Yeah. And almost calling her dumb. Like right. This is dumb. It's not dumb to her. And so he was already over this whole thing as soon as it started. Right. So by him by him saying okay, he didn't he he been over it and he right. chooses he doesn't want to talk about it. 
And the way Issa sat, they, the way they sat on the couch, he clearly looks annoyed. And then he, she's on the opposite end of the couch, l- looking very unsure and uncertain of what happens next. Right. And that's when they cut it. Yes. And that's why I was like, oh, that's it? It's over? <laughs> this episode's over? But I, what I, I, I'm going to be fair and just say that I know that he is also taken out what he was going through on her which is not fair agreed but I don't think that that helps the fact the day that he had I feel like the conversation would have went better if he didn't have that type of day I don't I think once she's I think once he said this is not for me LA I don't want to do the barbershop anymore I think LA is not for me she had it all she didn't even listen to almost anything he said once she heard once she heard those two lines and right. then it became, well, well, damn, like, what about me? What about us? Like, right. she had no interest in whatever the hell he was actually going through, which was to his point, you're not even going to ask me what I'm going through. And, you know, it was like, shit. What she was looking for was stability. Mm-hmm. She's already feeling unstable in this relationship fact for the, by the fact that he came to say, I love you. And then now he's planning, well, I don't think he's playing on leaving. He just feels like that because of how he had, you know, it's like when you had a bad day at work, you're like, I'm going to quit this shit. But he's not actually going to quit. But he might because he's a runner. He's known to do that. He's known to just uproot himself. Like, true. She is looking for stability in somebody that is not stable. He is very unstable. So I don't, this is, the whole thing just doesn't work. Like, let it go, let it go, let it go. I think she feels like she needs this because in her mind, Lawrence is happy and stable with condola he has this life and she her life right now is still all over the place so she needs this to work out because if it doesn't she then feels like a failure i get it i get it he is not the one baby he is not the one Issa d all right it's it's he's not he's just not good it's not that he's not good people i just don't i don't really think he's good people's like i don't i really don't even think he's good people's like I think that Issa can be very selfish because um, mm-hmm. that was one of the issues I, I feel like was it was a big issue in her and Molly's relationship. And she's been doing better with listening and not making anything that Molly's going through, not making about her. I don't even, I don't even know if Molly even knows how her and Nathan really are right now. Like I, I appreciate that she's been able to be a good friend to her. Right. Um, but I do see that she can still be selfish where she did not ask about Nathan's day and things like that. But I, I don't, I don't really think that Nathan's the best person. Um, and I think that he, especially this season, he showed us that twice when she was crying, he done creeped out in the middle of the night. Yep. And now this whole thing of like, she clearly feels in every way. It was not the right time to say it. I agree. Um, the approach is weird, but that's Issa for you and they've known each other long enough where it's like you know that this is how this person is like that conversation could have been better he didn't even he's just he's a runner how he didn't sit on the couch how he didn't stand in front of her and went to go sit on the couch shows that he's a runner too um because if he wasn't he would be able to just stand still and have this conversation face to face Mm -hmm. like it just it was just giving very coward like I'm, I'm just I didn't like it well, you could tell that he's not good with conflict based on the fact that he couldn't even have like the conflict he had at the barbershop. Right. He just walked away. Yeah. He just doesn't do well with conflict. And like yes. you said, 
he runs as soon as something gets hard, as soon as something doesn't serve him. That is very unattractive to me. That's probably why I can't really rock with this whole Nathan thing because nothing about him, he's not confident. Like, I just, nothing about him gives me like, Ooh, a provide like a strong provider man like you just yeah. you give me weak he gives me weak and i mm-mm. and i think and and what's his name should call them out on being weak yeah you know i don't know i just feel there's a part of me that feels a little bit bad i mean in a sense of like He's still trying to, I guess, grapple with his bipolar. So, like, maybe he's a little bit weak right now because he's trying to, like, you know, stabilize his mental in a way. But if I have a problem with giving people the benefit of the doubt. So this is this is Jade's (laughs) issue. This is Jade's issue. There's clearly something very wrong with him. And here I am trying to find a silver lining in his toxic personality. But if that's the case, you don't need to, if you are still trying to figure out your whole bipolar thing, you don't need to be in a relationship. Like you need to, you need to deal with yourself, figure out yourself, get yourself under control before you give yourself to another person. Because that's a lot, especially we are grown. You're not in high school where we just, let's go to the movies and I'll see you later. Like we're potentially living together. We're building together, like all those things. If he is unstable or he feels unstable and he just doesn't feel like he has it under control yet you don't need to be in a relationship because Issa's also not stable. Like, I don't think Issa needs to be in a relationship. I just don't think Issa needs to be in a relationship right now either. Agreed. I think that she should be dating Agreed. and like and, figuring herself out. And like I said last episode, I think she's just filling a void. Yeah, I That's agree. That's all she's doing. And she has to show, and not only that, now that Lawrence is back in town, she has to show that she's doing better. Right. She's trying to prove something. And I, I, I completely understand. But at this point, I wanted her with Lawrence and I still would love her with Lawrence. But at this point, I wouldn't mind her by herself because I'm just not feeling it at all. I don't well, like how she wasn't firm in her, how that ended. I don't like how she wasn't firm in herself. Well, what would you have liked to have happened? Because he was already being dismissive. And he already said to her, well, you're all over the place. So, like, I feel like her trying to continue this would have escalated it more. And she just wasn't, she, I don't think, I think once he said that you're all over the place, that really took her aback. And then at that point, she's like, well, we just have to drop it. Because she didn't know, I don't think she knew how to respond to that. I probably would have left. I probably wouldn't have sat my ass down on the couch with to some next to somebody who just disrespected me. And that's what I thought too. I'm like, she actually stayed. She sat her ass down on the couch and ate her food. And I don't, that's, that's where I was like, I don't like that. Like, I don't like how she kind of just took it because he wasn't disrespectful one time. He was disrespectful multiple times throughout that conversation. And he, he didn't like, Sometimes people say stuff in the heat of the moment and they're like, you know what? My bad. Like I'm having a bad day. He didn't apologize. (laughs) And let's bring that up one more time. He paused. He, he paused. He said, you're the one who's all he paused. So he had a chance to end it right there. He thought about it. But he chose to tell her that she was inconsistent. He thought of everything that he said. It wasn't like, 
you know what? I said that because I'm mad. Like he thought about everything that he said. It was very, it wasn't like they were arguing back and forth. Like when Lawrence and Condola were arguing, he was like, you effed up my life. Like those types of things, not even saying that he didn't mean it, but like you were saying, you said it like that because you were upset and you were mad. You were having an argument. This conversation between Issa and Nathan was very slow. (laughs) Like it wasn't, it wasn't a back and forth. It wasn't, it wasn't tennis. So like he had time where he could have thought about saying it. And even after he said it, he could be like, you know what? I don't want to do this right now. My bad. I'm having a bad day. I didn't mean that. I don't want to be disrespectful. In no point of that did he say that throughout that conversation. She just said, you know what? Let's drop it. And even when she said, let's drop it, that could have made him realize like, you know what? Oof, maybe I did hurt her feelings. Maybe I've kind of poked on something there. Right. right. Um, and even in that instance, he did. And he said, okay, fine. And sat back and ate, ate the food that she brought. Yes. I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Same. So next episode, we see that the girls of the gang is back together. The girls are finally hanging out and they are having some type of spa day, like a self-care day. Mm-hmm. And they proposed the question, um, if you had to marry the last person you slept with, would you? Something like that, right? Yep. And then that's why she, you know, reveals that her and Nathan are not like on the same page, that they're going through something. Right. And then she tells them that he said that she was inconsistent. And they're like, <laughs> no, you? <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> they're about to tell her about herself. Right. And then we also see a small clip of Lawrence with the baby. So I don't know, girl. I like this. I think uh, my friend Lauren was saying that um, the last, because either the last three episodes or the last four episodes, I think she said in the last, some of the, her favorite um, episodes, Issa's that are coming up are these because like, of what's going to happen. Like, I feel like it's, they're about to amp it up is what I feel. Mm. Well, um, yeah, we're getting closer to the end and we only got four more weeks. So we, this is the stretch of where they're going to wrap up storylines. Right. So I am interested to see how that goes. I can't wait for us to pose the question next week, Jade, of if you, what was it? If you slept with the last person, the last person you slept with, would you? Would you end up with them? We could talk about that next week or we could talk about that now. Whatever you want to do, girl. We're going to wait till next week. Yeah. Well, that's it for episode six. We have four more weeks. Holly, it was a pleasure as usual. This was a great conversation. I loved it. It was. I did really like this. It was a good episode. So we, we were bound to have a great conversation around it. Yes, ma'am. Again, if you're listening to this on Holly to the Miss, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you're listening to this on True J- in True Jade fashion, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe the episodes. Interact with us on social media. Holly, where can they find you if you're listening to this on in True Jade fashion? Holly hit or miss. That's H-O-L-L-Y-H-I-T-O-R-M-I-S-S. And if you're listening to this on Holly Hit or Miss, you can find me or in True Jade Fashion, one word on Instagram. You know, we love chatting with you guys. We know you guys are talking about the show, so talk about right. it with us. Right. 
But until next time, everyone, have a great week, a great rest of the week. And Holland and I will see you next week with episode seven. Bye. Bye. <laughs>